Good afternoon. And on this uh, very beautiful afternoon, the sun's shining, uh, we welcome, of course, on this great Easter festivity, all our guests and uh, visitors to the parish. Uh, I know many of you are ha having family gatherings and uh, being together. And uh, that's a sign of, of what Easter joy is about, the love that you have for one another in your families, and the care that you care for one another, that you're concerned for one another. It's a great sign of Christ's presence, the risen Christ, in our midst. And I would suggest, if I may, if uh, <clears throat> today, if you're having a uh, Christmas uh, or Easter uh, dinner uh, together as a family, uh, that you light a candle to remind you of the risen Christ and the candle's light in the darkness of this world, the presence of Jesus. And that uh, the father of the family read one of the risen accounts that you'll find at the end of each gospel. To read that. And then let's, if there are children present, let them talk about that. Let them pray about that a bit. And that, that's, that's a beautiful little ceremony in the home to remind you of the presence of the risen Christ in your marriage and also the presence of the risen Christ in the food that you share together, a little Eucharist. So it's a beautiful little family ceremony that I'd suggest that you might do this afternoon or this evening. You know, when we uh, celebrate this great and marvelous feast of the risen Savior, we celebrate that in the midst of the darkness of the world, in the midst of all the calamity uh, of our times, the noise, the, the confusion, that there is Christ. That in the, no matter how dark it may seem, that he is there. Because he experienced that darkness. You know that when he was lifted up on the cross, they all abandoned him. Only a few remained. They deserted him. And on that cross, he experienced all the pain that we experience in life. And he experienced and he, all the sinfulness and the brokenness of all of us. And he experienced that in such a, a dreadful way, such a terrible way, that he would cry out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And yet he would say, from the depth of his heart, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
You know, when we celebrate uh, Easter joy, we celebrate something that is a matter of hope. It's a profound transformation of life because this death of Jesus on the cross was a victory. That now the divine would reach and touch us and we would touch the divine. We would be transformed, changed. As St. Augustine would say, we have been divinized. We have been made like gods. Because in his death and resurrection, we can truly say that through him and with him and in him, with St. Paul, I live and I have my being. We are called to be an altar Christus, another Christ, now. But you know, St. Paul says something in the second reading. And I, he says that we must set our hearts on the things above. And that we uh, must cleanse out the old leaven. And that we must live in sincerity and in truth. What did St. Paul mean by that? It means that we have to come out of the tomb as Jesus came from the tomb of ourselves. That we have to be in the spirit of sincerity to know our weaknesses, to know our brokenness, to know our sinfulness, and to know that he loves us. What does it mean to live in truth? It means to live the life of Christ now in time. Not a dead faith. Not a faith of, of axioms and doctrines. Not that kind of faith. But a living faith. That we live the mystery of Christ in time. That despite our brokenness, despite our frailty, despite our sinfulness, that we are called to live the mystical life of Christ. That we are called to walk in his footsteps. We are called to be like him. We are called, as St. Paul, to say, to have the mind and the heart of Jesus. We are we are transformed. And in that, leaving the tomb, dying to self, that Christ might live in us, then we experience the resurrection, not in eternity, which we will, but now. Now, we are supposed to know and love and experience the risen Savior. Your love for one another, 
husband and wife, the sharing of your life in your marriage, the ups, the downs, the sufferings, the joys, the sacrifices, the children. That's all the mystical living and dying in Jesus Christ. In your personal life, in your lonely life, we all have that loneliness, that part that no one can seem to touch, that we cannot reveal to another that he lives in us and we live in him and he loves us. And this dying to self, that he might live in us, our selfishness, our self-centeredness, That's coming out of the tomb. He entered the tomb that we might live live and, and walk out of the tomb as new creatures in Christ. This is the risen Savior. You know, in that beautiful parable in Matthew's Gospel where there's a judgment Jesus said, you know, when I was sick, you visited me. And when I was in prison, when I was without clothing, you gave me clothes. When I was thirsty, you took care of me. When I was hungry. That's the risen Savior. That's the risen life. And that's what we're called to do and to be. But first of all, for you who are married... In your marriage, in your love, in your bond for one another, in your children, in your families, in those people who do not have anything, that you reach out and touch them with the love of Jesus. We do not live this life alone. We live this life through Christ, with Christ, in Christ. We do not live alone. We do not pray alone. We do not love alone. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.